0: Howdy, 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 howdy. <laughs> Name that movie.
1: Howdy, 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 holdie,
0: howdy, 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 howdy,
1: I have no idea. It's
0: Ham from Toy Story Two. Uh, right. <laughs> <laughs> Just like it's him when he goes money, 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 money. Yeah. Also from Toy Story Two.
1: Uh, he's not. He's not one of my favourite characters. So maybe Howdy, Howdy,
0: Howdy is from the first one. He's not your fa- one of your favourite characters from. Toy
1: Story. Um, I don't know like uh I just I guess he's just one of those uh background characters I don't really uh, you yeah. know I don't really spend the time like uh
0: He's the villain of of like when when Andy plays.
1: I, oh yes of course he is. Yes, he's I've, I've seen him wearing a little mustache thing.
0: Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Which is weird. Do you think like uh, making uh, Mr. Potato head the villain would be easier cuz he could like you know change his face. I think he is the villain. Is he the villain? I think
0: he is the villain, is the villain? and then Ham is also a villain. Look, it's don't fact check us. I guess we're um, going to
1: just have to go back and and watch Toy Story again just to you know, figure these things out.
0: Oh, poor me, <laughs> poor me. Um, you are listening to Unscripted, the film show um, with Lewis and Rachel here tonight, and we've got a few a few things to talk about. Lost my voice there, turned into the the fifteen year old um, working <laughs> at the. The McDonald's or whatever in the
1: Simpsons. <laughs> yeah. Oh no, I've dropped it in the oil. Don't worry, I'll get it. Oh, oh, <laughs> oh. 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 Uh, Sorry. Yeah, that one. Yeah, that's the guy.
0: That's the guy. That's that's, that's, that's the yeah. guy. Um. Yeah. So you went and saw Black Adam last night. But I
1: did go and see Black Adam last night.
0: Yeah. So yeah. we're going to talk about that.
1: Um, went we'll to I've Whitford. Got Whitford, I went up to
0: Whitford. Whitford's. Yes, it's a bit of a drive. Whitford's. Um, We've got a couple of TV shows to talk about. The British Film Festival opens today, Um, but should we start talking um, right off the bat about Watchmen? Because you went to talk to me out there, and we did one of those things. We're like, leave it for on air, because you know you've you've got the wealth of knowledge. Well, you're your, About Mr Alan Moore? Yeah. I do
1: not. Well, I don't – I have uh, like a massive wealth of knowledge. I've got a beard um, and, and <laughs> he – It makes you
0: look wise. He has
1: a beard uh, and people have referred to him as a wizard uh, on multiple occasions. Now, the thing is – He you, does look wizardy. You should be able to relate to Alan Moore because you're you're a writer and, and Alan Moore's a writer and a- – Am I as kooky? As Alan Moore? I would well, we hope not. I think if you if you write something right. and, and then people go, I like this, I would like to turn this into a movie or a TV show, would you like buckets of money?
0: Yes, please,
1: sir. Th- that, that is the correct answer. Uh, but Alan Moore is, is not like that. He's not like that. No. When when uh, when he writes stuff, uh, you know the only uh, true version of the stuff that he he wrote, the only only version that uh, people should see and read is the stuff that he he wrote. Um, because a- anything else is just not um, you know it's not good, it's terrible. Uh, he would like his name struck from the records. Give all the money to the people who drew the pictures.
0: It mm. <laughs> um, is not part of the canon, sir. Yeah,
1: so... Says. But it's it's interesting. Uh, uh, like, usually I don't read a lot of stuff um, out on it. Uh, <laughs> I don't read. <laughs> no, no, I do read. At all. And I love comics. I mean, that's... A, that's, that's a, you know, Anyone who's listened to the show for ten minutes knows I love comics. <laughs> um, but he... Uh, has he's written a lot of a lot of comics, uh, and the, some of those comics have been uh, made into films and TV shows. And he does literally say, "I don't. I dis. I uh, disavow myself of this. I disown the property. Uh, you know, do with it what you want. I never want to see it or hear about it. Go away." Um, and, and he does. He, he, like, signs his rights to the uh, the artists and they get all the, the, the moolah for it, I think.
0: Right. Um, now, so I, I, the, this whole time I thought he was the writer and the artist, no, like the draw person. No,
1: no, no. The draw person? It was because Watchmen, he was the artist. He was a writer on Watchmen. Right. He was a writer on Watchmen and Dave Gibbons was the artist on Watchmen. Okay see, because with comics you 've got uh, some people are artists writers, mm. but generally you 'll find that people will be writers, and then the artist is the person who draws the stuff now yeah. um, to put it into context, a writer of a comic book will kind of write it similar to, like, a, a film um, a, a film script. Yeah. Uh, so they so go, you know, day, like, during the day, like, what the setting is, what the room is, yeah. what's in the room, and then uh, depending on, like, you know, who they're working with and how, um, how much, you know, they, they, they know each other, like, you know, how much detail they've got to give, they'll give mm-hmm. as much or as little detail as the artist needs to create the scene. So the writer is the script writer and then the artist is ostensibly the director and so they take what the uh the the writer says and then they bring it to life life through the artwork and then they'll you know send it back to the the uh the writer to see if there's any tweaks or anything like that they need but that's you know pretty much how it happens um so Alan Moore is the, the writer of uh, Watchmen, which has been, like, you've seen the movie by Zack Snyder. Um, then there's been the the TV show with uh, Damon Lindelof that uh, produced. Um, so it's a fairly well-known property now. Yeah. So... Um, Alan Moore sat down for a uh, interview with GQ magazine. Now, this is again a rarity because the guy is like he's a bit of a you know hermit. He likes to stay at home. He does his thing. Uh, doesn't like to you know be too out there in in the real world. Uh, and so he he was there and um, he he was talking about when he was approached well or, or written to mm. by Damon Lindelof uh, about doing the watchman tv show and damon i mean it was nice that you know he reached out and actually wrote him a letter yeah um because you know clearly you know the the source material meant something to him hence he was wanting to make a tv show about it but his tv show was going to be so different to what the watchman series was so it wasn't because it was a kind of a sequel it happened so he laid it down the track um So he started off his letter to Alan Moore, Dear Mr. Moore... I am one of the bastards currently destroying Watchmen. (laughs) So he was trying to have a bit of brevity, you know, trying to have a bit of fun with it. He
0: understands.
1: Apparently Alan Moore said that wasn't the best opener. Uh, It went on through a lot of uh, what seemed to me to be neurotic rambling. Uh, Can you at least tell us how to pronounce Ozymandias, which is one of the characters in The Watchmen? Uh, I got uh, This is all Alan Moore's um, speaking. I got back with a very abrupt and probably hostile reply, telling him that I thought that Warner Brothers were aware that they nor any of their employees should contact me again for any reason oh. i explained that i had disowned the work in question and uh, partly that was because the film industry and the comic industry seemed to have created things that have nothing to do with my work but would be associated with it in the public mind i said look this is embarrassing to me i don't want anything to do with you or your show please don't bother me again oh
0: my god father
1: uh, but of course, the, uh, the the series which was in twenty nineteen was a massive hit, uh, and ended up getting like you know eleven uh, winning eleven Emmys, including outstanding limited series, uh, and it was just critical smash. People mm. loved it. I own it on Blu ray. It's a great great series. Um Alan Moore says he was baffled by success. I,
0: what I don't understand is he is at some. Who is allowing it to be made if it's if he's the writer then well, isn't be, he giving permission for it to be written
1: the property is produced? the property is owned by DC. Oh,
0: so okay.
1: they really don't need his you know blessing to be able to to, to make these these things
0: yeah um so he doesn't even own the rights to his own stuff well in, in a he, a lot, maybe he was he yeah.
1: sold it to them in a lot of cases uh, back in the day uh, you you'd have writers and artists that Who, do work yeah. for the company. But similarly to... Um, Superman? Well, Superman, the, the thing is that that was a case back in the day. The, um, the Superman was created and his creators were doing it as their job. So mm. they got paid to create. Comic book characters. Uh, it just so happened that Superman became incredibly successful, and that uh, you know DC and Warner Brothers made a lot of money off it. But they never kicked back money to the people who created the character in the first place. Mm. But now, they, they through a lot of work uh, of comic book artists and writers, uh, the the people who created the characters are getting more recognition now, uh, and in some cases are actually getting you know financial rewards for these characters that they created uh, decades ago that are now you know reaping these massive profits um, i i i don't know if it's uh yeah, I don't know if they're getting as much as they, they should do, but then in the nineties, uh, Image Comics came about and Image Comics was a, a character a company owned and run by creators and they retained the rights to the characters that they created. So there 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 was a kind of like these days is a mishmash of you know people writing, you know, comic properties for Marvel and DC and then people who are writing their own characters and retaining the rights of their their properties. Um, so even like the um, people like uh, Ed Brubaker, he uh, created the Winter Soldier. And when um, the Civil, uh, when Captain America, the Winter Soldier came out, he didn't get any royalties based on that character that he created. Mm. So there's still a lot to be done in in uh, the you know, comic book creation and 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 people you know getting the uh the royalties for the the work that they did um but getting back to Alan Moore, uh, it's it's interesting. He said, uh, uh, when I saw the TV industry award that Watchmen television show had apparently won, I thought, oh God, perhaps a large part of the public think this is what uh, Watchmen was. They think it was a dark, gritty, dystopian superhero franchise that was something to do with white supremacy. Uh, p- white supremacy. Uh, did they not understand Watchmen? Watchmen was only forty years ago and was relatively simple in comparison with a lot of my later work. What are the chances that they have broadly understood anything since? This tends to make me feel less than fond. Of those works, they mean a bit less in my heart. It's um, it's weird. Time changes, do? Yeah, <laughs> it's just, it's just very, it's interesting. Like you, I don't know. Like you know, I understand people have have a bond with their work, mm. but um. The, the The thing is that uh, you know people create things and then people like take that that creation and build upon that mm. and and then other people take that creation and build upon that and and that's what's art that mm. that's what art is, but he he seems to be very much like holding on to what he's done mm. and goes, no, 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 no one else can touch this this is the the way it should be and and nothing else should be done this is, is the, should be just like set in stone and, and left like this and i don't I mean, really understand it
0: i guess um as a as a writer uh, I do sort of understand some of that because it's sort of like um it's sort of, it's really hard to explain, but it's the only thing that, uh, it's like creating a child, right? Mm-hmm. So it's fully yours. It's 100% everything that you put down is like nobody else has done it. It's it's yours. So I get his um, his desire to keep what's his, his. But I also understand that at some point if you're, especially if you're getting, you know, requests to make it and, you know, monetary gain, that you would accept that, hang on a minute, what I've written has inspired mm. these people to do other things. And is that not completely flattering and, and it, yeah, I, I don't know whether he feels like they're bastardising his work. I imagine that's exactly how he mm. feels. But, you know, he should be flattered. I don't know. If someone, if someone picked up something that I wrote and decided to make a movie of it and changed some stuff, I'd be like, yeah, okay, pay me and I'm, I'm happy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if people are interested, they'll go back to the original work. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I don't understand but he's, he's a particular person so that's, he, that's just his... Yeah. Did, did he also write Scanner Darkly?
1: No, I don't think so no no
0: I feel like that was a a comic book
1: yeah but no it, it's he's an interesting character um but uh yeah i I just feel bad for the people who are making uh making things based on his works that they don't get to you know include him in it, but i mean that's up to him that's 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 his uh yeah. his choice He'd...
0: Um, i i guess it's you know they say don't meet your icons yeah. Or idols. idols, yeah. You don't write to them either, apparently. Apparently not, no. Because if that's the reaction you're going to get,
1: could you imagine? Oh, my God. Um, so I'm surprised he didn't just, like, rip up his scripts and just go, screw you, buddy. I'm not going to make up your show then. <laughs> but the fact that it did so well, I mean, he's, he's like, lambasting this TV show he's never watched. Mm. Like, it's not like he's, he's, like, watching these shows and going, no, 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 these shows, this show is bad, this movie is bad. He's not watching them. So mm. he's like the worst person uh, like on the internet uh, that is going, uh, She-Hulk is a terrible show and has never watched it. So, yep. yeah, don't be your own troll. Yeah. <laughs> it's,
0: it's no good. And um, A Scanner Darkly was based on a Philip K. Dick. Philip um, K. Dick novel. Ah. Yeah. Yes. So that's where I'm – because I don't know, for some reason I connect the two – um, I don't know. It's probably
1: because Alan Moore is a bit of a dick and that's why you're <laughs> making that uh, that connection there.
0: Whereas Philip K. Dick is um, the guy behind, is it Running Man or the Blade Runner or not Blade Runner? Blade Runner, yes. Blade Runner, the, yes. Um, oh, it's, With Harrison Ford. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, my
1: apologies. The um, original uh, title was something to do with androids and yes, do androids dream, do, do androids dream of sheep or something like do androids that? Androids
0: dream Is of it? something. Yeah, I don't know. Dream of genie. Who knows? <laughs> well, we <laughs> um, all dream I'm of sure we can find it, that out. We but we all are you dream all
1: a of Barbara Eden. Dream of what? Barbara Eden. Barbering. Barbara Barbara Eden.
0: They dream of Barbara Eden.
1: Yeah, right. I dream of genie. Yes, I'm with you. I'm picking
0: up what you put down, but very, very slowly. (laughs) I approached it, I looked at it, I didn't understand it at first, and then I said, yes, that's safe, I'll pick it up. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Have you heard of an Australian comic from, I think, the 50s, and I think it's called The Lone Avenger?
1: The Lone Avenger. I It rings a bell. Because
0: there was a really popular um, comic book series in the 50s or I feel like it was in that time period. Um, and the guy who wrote it ended up being a murderer. Oh,
1: wow, really? Yeah.
0: So they... Did have somebody else come in and do the art and the writing afterwards for a bit, but then I think it got canned because it was like, well, this guy's a bit of a
1: Len Lawson. Australia's yes, that's most his name. comic artist. That's
0: the one. And was it called the Lone Avenger?
1: The yeah, called Lone Avenger. Yeah.
0: Hmm. Um. Don't know much about it. Just know his his crimes. Bit of a dodgy fella.
1: Wow. Okay. That's uh, quite. That's quite interesting. I know. That? I look at look at you with the comic facts.
0: I know. Um, I, I have started listening to a new um, a new Australian history podcast called Forgotten Australia, and he I went back years
1: and years and was listening to stuff. It was very cool. Oh, you reminded me you reminded me about, um, there's a, a, a Disney podcast I listen to um, uh, which is called The Disney Dish and every week uh, Len Tester makes a joke about different things like uh, when he's, introdu- he's introducing new people of, like join their subscription service and he'll say they they do this or that or the other thing and for some reason the, the joke has something to do with emus and uh, Australians of uh, occasionally going to war with emus and so I had to check with it I think I've got to send a message to him to just go. Was that a reference to the emu war that happened here in WA, or was that just a random coincidence?
0: Hmm. Who knows? Yeah, I don't think I know enough about the emu war to comment.
1: Yeah, it's. I think it's in. Um, was it Two J or somewhere where there was just so many emus they sent the army in to get rid of them, and the emus won.
0: Uh-huh. Actually, I think there's a dollop episode on that, um, which is a comedy podcast. Anyway, we might uh, quickly go to a sponsor and come back and have a chat about um, hmm, maybe Black Adam. Sounds good. You're listening to Unscripted, the film show. So before we jump into Black Adam, um, I have been watching a new show on Netflix called The Watcher, and it's based loosely on a true story that happened in New Jersey, um, only probably about five to seven years ago. Um, these people, they they bought a house, a really expensive house in New Jersey, and they started receiving letters from someone who called themselves the Watcher and started talking about how they hope they have new blood for the house and um, really just extremely creepy stuff. Uh, it was like they had a stalker um, and they eventually had to sell the house and they lost a whole bunch of money on it. It's a very, very strange tale um, that Ryan Murphy has now produced into a TV series and they he's taken some of the storyline of what originally happened but he's also weaved in... Um, story of a a dude from i believe it was new jersey who killed his whole family including his mother and then left um left the country left the country left left town and then was discovered years later after his face was plastered on tv on the um uh, unsolved mysteries tv show so he yeah he's weaved in a couple of different things so it's by no means is it like an exact replica of what happened to these this family, um, but the letters that they use in the TV series are basically word for word and they're super creepy um, and they've got creepy neighbours and... Um, it's still unsolved. I don't know where these creepy letters came from. So that's on Netflix. And also on Netflix, I just mentioned it, Unsolved Mysteries. Did you ever watch that as a child?
1: I do recall uh, Unsolved Mysteries. With
0: Robert Stack, I think his name yeah. was. Um, I'm pretty sure I watched them at an age where I shouldn't have been watching them because the music alone creeped me out and then Robert Stack's voice was so deep and... I don't know, kind of menacing. So they've got new seasons. I think they're up to the third new season of, of, um, keep going to say unscripted, but that's (laughs) us, Unsolved Mysteries. And they're using the same music. And I have this Pavlovian response to the music where my heart races and I get scared (laughs) and I'm like, yeah, I'm not a child anymore. Um, But if you're interested in in that sort of stuff, that's on Netflix. They've dropped three episodes and um, they – Dropped on the 18th, which is Wednesday. And then in a few weeks' time they're going to drop uh, another three. Uh, So – and it's a mix of like, you know, murder mysteries and um, the second one was like a UFO thing. And I'm like, ah, this one's really not for me, but I'll let it watch it (sighs) – Light in the background. It's funny.
1: So. I remember um, uh, Leonard Nimoy did a show that was similar to that, where they, it was all like you, know, uh, tales of the unexpected, or, mm. or just really strange kind of stuff. All of the paranormal stuff. Yeah, is Bigfoot real? Yeah, you know, I remember those kind of things. Yeah, um, yeah. It's it was uh, <laughs> it was a very strange show. It was like uh, they they try to make it out like it's a real thing, and then the answer is always no, nah, not really. Yeah, yeah. Like
0: the the cryptids, I think they're called,
1: yeah. you know, the animals that are not really, they don't yeah. exist. But it's funny though because back, uh, back when I was a child in the uh, in the 80s uh, and early 90s, the amount of people who would see UFOs and like you describe the stories of seeing UFOs and mm. all this kind of stuff. But um, now that we kind of have, you know, uh, mobile phones that you can record footage with and everything like that, have you noticed how those uh, stories about like seeing UFOs and those kind of things are kind of dried up?
0: There is still some, if you know where to look on the internet, on YouTubes, uh, not saying that I've personally seen a UFO myself, Um, but I mean, the X-Files was big for a reason. People were big into that stuff in
1: that era. They were, but it's kind of like it has kind of died down a bit, I think, because yes. uh, uh, if the truth is out there, no one's getting it on film, so...
0: Well, the kooks have all moved to QAnon and stuff, yes. so yeah, don't sue us. Uh,
1: yeah, unfortunately, <laughs> unfortunately, there's uh, like all the weird people going, no, no, the earth is flat, you know, and then mm-hmm. they, they hold... Lizard people. Yeah, and then they hold their um, conventions with people from all around the world. And they don't see the irony of it.
0: Um, <laughs> anyway, moving on yeah,
1: now, to Black Adam. Black Adam. Big, uh, big uh, older DC superhero movie this year. Um, have I can't remember. Has there been any other DC movies released this year? you're talking to the wrong person could you just uh while i'm talking about this could you just search like uh dc releases 2022 for me yes sir
0: i certainly can thank you thank you very much
1: um, cuz they did have they had a lot of stuff that's on the books to be released so uh you got you know black adam uh, aquaman uh Shazam um that then there was Batgirl and then there was also the one we was supposed to have already seen, uh the Flash movie. Um <laughs> I
0: know you always say it's yeah. a different Flash, but I have to do it.
1: But the the thing is is that uh DC is uh just uh well I'm I'm sure that I saw a trailer for Shazam yesterday, it looks good. The first Shazam film was good. Um the Batgirl film—they have done the the dirty on, and they've uh, you know said this movie will never see the light of day. And uh, the um, Internal Revenue in America is going. If you want that twenty million dollars, you're gonna have to destroy the footage. And it's all really bad news bears. Um, the Flash movie—it's not going to do it now.
0: Hang on, you had the Batman earlier this year, didn't you? With we Robert had the Pattinson.
1: We did. We had the Batman. Yes. Um,
0: but then I don't think there's anything else. Uh, what about? DC League of Super Pets.
1: Is that, uh, does that count? <laughs> see, but neither of those actually count in the DC EU. Right. Um, <coughs> neither, neither um, the Batman or the uh, League of Super Pets was in the the DC Extended Universe. Uh, so this is the only DC EU film this year.
0: Yeah, because like you were saying, the Flash is kind of on the back burner because of Ezra Miller's. Issues yes,
1: because they, they are have. not good. Uh, no. They're, I think they're trying to re- rehabilitate them, but, um, yeah, we should have to wait to see what happens there. And I'm really annoyed because if they, like, uh, I just want to see uh, Michael Keaton as Batman again. Is that too much to ask? But anyway, uh, that's by the way. Oh, guy. would that
0: be in the Flash? Oh, yeah, that's right. He's supposed um, to,
1: he was supposed to be in that. In the Flash. He was supposed to be in Batgirl as well.
0: And then there's Aquaman in yeah. the Lost Kingdom. Yeah. Which is saying later on in the year, like towards the end of the year, but I also don't know how that's going with all the Amber Heard people not wanting
1: her wiped out yeah. of the series and stuff. I don't know. Well, the the year's rapidly coming to an end. So, yeah. yeah. Um, not much time left. No. So uh, this is this is the the, the big film and mm. – the Rock has been like trying to get this film made for fifteen years, um, so pretty much almost the start of his his film career. Well, you know he he was already in like the the Mummy and his things were starting to get rolling, but for a very long time he's trying to make this film, um, and uh, DC's like been involved with this for a long time, trying to make this film. You would think, based on the amount of time they've had, that the story would be great. they did <laughs> find a, a great way of telling the story. And I don't know what it is about DC, but they have a really hard time of making a compelling story with interesting villains.
0: Because he is the counterpart to Shazam. Is, yes. Is that right? Yeah.
1: So. So Black Adam uh, is also a character that the wizards, uh, in their um, you know, in their uh, best uh, you know decision-making ways, decide to imbue him with the power of Shazam. So if he says Shazam, he gets the the powers, and he seems to be very, very, very lightning-based.
0: But he's a um, he's a naughty man.
1: Well, I mean, it's questionable. Um, see, power b- born from rage. It says, yeah. See, the, Black, see, Black Adam is uh, like with uh, with Captain Marvel or Shazam, as he's known in the films. Captain Marvel is the original name of the character in the comics. Um, with him, he's a kid from now who gets turned into a superhero. And so he's got all the morals of a uh, person from the modern era, which hopefully uh, is going to be you know decent morals and respect for life and, and those kind of things. Whereas Teth Adam is a slave from five thousand years ago.
0: Okay, so I can see where the rage is coming yeah. from then.
1: So yeah, so Teth Adam uh, was a a slave in the uh, the fictional city of uh, Kandach, uh which is uh kandak is uh i think um is a country in the middle eastern region uh so it's located between egypt and jordan is where like the the, the place would be if it was a a real place mm. um, and in this in this place there's a, a king and the king is obsessed with getting this crown which will be imbued with power from the demons below. And uh, But to do that, he needs to find this this metal uh, that's very, very rare. And so he's got all these slaves looking for this metal. And if they find this metal, then they're going to get rewarded. And like all slaves, when they do find uh, the, the metal, their reward is never what they expect it to be. Um, it's usually a kick in the butt. Um, Mm. Um, so, uh, the, um, this kid, uh, like helps this old man who finds some of this metal and the old man goes and he hands it in and then gets the inevitable reward that you kind of anticipate a slave is going to get. And the kid goes, nah, not good enough. Got to, got to make sure that, uh you know, uh, we, we revolt. And so, you know, he grabs this this bit of metal and he goes up and he makes a sign and then all the other slaves go, hey, hang on a tick, maybe this kid's got a point. There's more of us than there is of them. If we revolt, then maybe we can all survive. And the kid, um, he gets taken by the wizards and the wizards go like, dude, you rock, giving you the power. Just say Shazam, and uh, you have all the power you need to be able to uh, free your countrymen, and and life will be good. Um, and uh, and so he 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 does that, um, and then uh, you know he goes and faces off against this evil king, and then things go bluey and uh, blow up, and then that's where where the story starts.
0: Oh, that's the start of the story. Yeah. I was going to ask: Is this whole thing set five hundred years ago? No,
1: no. So. Then uh, Teth Adams Adam finds himself in the, the modern world. Uh, Kandark, for the last 5,000 years, has been a place which has just gone from one bad group of people to the next bad group of people uh, basically raiding and looting it and you know, taking its resources. And the people are just, you know, they're not slaves, but, you know, they're not far taking off. Taken advantage of. of. Yeah. Um, so when when you got a five thousand year old being come back uh, with superpowers in the modern world, uh, you've got these people who are looking to him as the savior, like a you know a Superman kind of a character. Mm. But um, he's you know in other people's eyes he's a weapon of mass destruction. Yeah. And so on one hand you've got the people of Can. Uh, who are going, you know, our champion is back. This is awesome. Uh, On the other hand, you've got the Justice Society coming to uh, capture him and, uh, you know, basically uh, drop him in the deepest, darkest hole possible so he can't do any damage. Uh, It's the superhero trope of, like, two superheroes meet. They must fight. Fighty, 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 fighty. Oh, we've got kind of, you know, uh, we we can see. Your mum's
0: name is Martha as well. Exactly,
1: yeah. (laughs) We can see that there's some similarities and we can think on the same page. So let's be friends and fight this common enemy. And, and so there is that. But Black Adam is a, like, he he goes, you're bad, you're dead. And so that's his way of doing things is to kill, kill, kill. Um, and so. Kill, kill, kill. Yeah. And the, the film, like, when. The, the, there are good points to this film. The really good point of the film, The Rock. Yep. Dwayne Johnson, the man, even, even in this, where he's trying to be bad and trying to, to not be you know, overly charismatic, mm. it's very hard to hold back that much charisma. Mm. The thing is, the guy's just popping, popping, popping charisma. It's ridiculous. <laughs> um, uh, but he's, he's great. And if we got a decent writer, like maybe you know, Alan Moore, but then Alan Moore would disown it, Um <laughs> If we got a decent writer to to sit down and write this film, uh, then that would be good. But the problem DC has is they can't write good villains. Like you look at all their films, and the villains are so underwritten, so underdeveloped. They you get to the you know you you watch the film and they go okay now what are we going to do our villain? Um, big CG monster. And it's like, well no. Uh, if you actually write a story and make it compelling, you do not need a big CG monster to be able to, you know, have that be the threat to your, uh, to your your, 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 your superhero. So, it's well, just... I
0: mean, Batman, I feel like has done it right every step. Well, I mean, exactly. I that. mean, other than the, you know, the nipple costume <laughs> that George Clooney, that, that one we won't talk about. That one. But you
1: look at the Batman, yes, and in the Batman, they developed the Riddler character, who is not a. a Powerful, like fighty fighty adversary, but they had someone there who was really scary, and th- you had to stop. And they did that without like having to create a CG monster for Batman to fight. Mm. Um, and even at the end of it, like you know, he wasn't involved in the final fight scene in the final, you know, dramatic, you know, big set piece of the film. Um, so yeah, it's just the the. <sighs> The idea of Black Adam is good. The execution of Black Adam played by Dwayne Johnson, The Rock, is good. The story just is paint-by-numbers DC kind of thing. It's like somebody sat down and watched Terminator 2 and went, right, let's do this. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, literally, when I was sitting there going, oh, yeah, that reminds me of Terminator. Oh, that reminds me of, oh, that reminds me of Terminator. <laughs> oh, okay, right. Which is fine. It's fine to be influenced. Does he look for Sarah Connor or is yeah. he looking for Shazam? No, there is a um, MacGuffin in the film, uh, but it's the, the crown. So right. So they're looking, you know, if people are looking for the crown. Uh, they don't want to lose a crown. If the crown gets taken, then that person get powers. So it's like you're going to go and see, go and see this film for The Rock. Mm. Do not go and see this film going, this is going to be a film where there's going to be a great story and I'm going to come out and talk about how good that story – this is not endgame. <laughs> this is not Infinity Wars, people. This is just – if you want to go and see a lot of fighty, 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 uh, if you want to see you know, The Rock you know, making – well, you know, not making jokes like The Rock normally kind of would because, again, it's kind of like hasta la vista, baby – Hasta la vista, baby. And so no, 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 you got to say it like this. It's, it's like, yeah, it's, it's, it annoys me. And, and like when I watched it last night, I was just like going, yeah, it's not great, but I'm enjoying it. Um, but the, the more I'm talking about now, the more annoyed I'm getting. <laughs> the more annoying you're going, getting or the more annoyed? The more annoyed I'm getting. Mm. Um, and, and I'm getting annoyed because it should have been better. Yeah. Like it should have. It, With we're, we're,
0: 15 years – Trying to get something made, you would hope that you get the right writer and
1: it wouldn't. It wouldn't be hard to make it better. I mean, the what I said like five thousand years ago, a slave from five thousand years ago winds up in the modern world, and the 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 his home is still being ruled by people from outside who are treating his his people like slaves. It's not a hard story to to write and, and it's not a hard story for people to connect with. And I'm just baffled by how the 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 um the, the writers took the laziest kind of way to to um you know produce a villain. Yeah. And it was an ah.
0: Oh. I wonder how many writers it had because sometimes the producers end up getting involved um, and because of the amount of money that's getting spent, these producers get to have their say about how they want things done and it starts to muddy the waters of the actual um, story itself. So this is got five writers on it um, with the key writer being uh, someone called Adam. Um, well, it's only
1: actually – you've only got three writers credited there because oh. – um, Binder and Cece back are the creators of Black Adam.
0: You're right. So um, we've got Adam Stiegl, I think is how yeah. you pronounce his name as the writer. Oh uh, well, there's your problem. Look, look at what he's written before: Rampage, Maid of Honor, Due Date, um, Scoob. It's Scoob.
1: Why? Yeah. I, I
0: mean, it does it does not seem like he's got the best. It's not that the things that he's made are bad. It's just that they're not in the same kind of scale. Mm. I wonder whether because he's worked with The Rock before in Rampage whether that's the connection and they're like, yeah, let's, let's do this. But, I mean, it's, uh, he I doesn't think, have a whole lot under his belt. Yeah,
1: I think they just need to realise that you need more than just The Rock to make a movie. The, the, the movie is good but not great. Mm. It's a good DC film. DC films generally are not good. It's just like get decent writers, get people who understand the property. Um, don't take a, a, a film and then uh, screen test it to, to hell, and then act on the the opinions of a few people. Just have a bit of faith in you know a script, and have a bit of faith that your directors will be able to produce something that's that's decent. Go back and watch the films you've made in the past, and just like try to understand that didn't work. So try something different.
0: I was just wondering who the actual director was, and they've done a lot of horror films: The Shallows, House of Wax, Orphan. Um, yeah, so uh, again, or Jungle Cruise. There's your connection again yeah. with The Rock. Um, so
1: it's yeah. You don't you
0: don't need you, you don't need to do it with your mates. Uh, but I mean, he has done things like Run the Night and Nonstop, which two Liam Neeson mm. films. So they are kind of action y. Oh, and Unknown, another Liam Neeson action film. Um, oh, I think that's Liam Neeson. I don't know. He's done so many of them. It is Liam Neeson. Um, he's your. He's your typical um, I'm old but I can still screw you up <laughs> kind there, of
1: person. But Black Adam as a character played by The Rock is great and mm. I look forward to seeing The Rock playing Black Adam in other things. Um, I'm wondering if he's going to really um, uh, regret the amount of size he built to play the character in this film though um, because he is huge. Like. Mm. He is bodybuilder big, and that takes a lot of time and effort. Although The Rock is a guy who, like, spends a lot of time in the gym, he's generally not this big. Uh, And so, like, I'm hoping that he's not going to – Must
0: be on the roids. Come on. No one gets naturally that big. Well, there are are people that
1: can do it it naturally. Yeah. But he uh, – yeah, he, he just, just – hopefully if we see him again, he's like toned down a bit. It's weird. At one point in time, you actually see a, a normal size rock, which is weird, like seeing somebody like who is Dwayne Johnson but not with all the muscles. Mm. Very strange. Um, so but, how
0: are we how are we scoring this thing then? Okay,
1: so uh, if it wasn't for a scene that is after the, uh, the credits, uh, I would say um, I would give it um, – Two and a half, um, uh, two and a half uh, skateboards. Uh, but because of the scene that's after the uh, the first bit of credits, uh, I'm going to give it an extra half and make it three.
0: Right. Well, I'll get the scoop three off air then.
1: shiny, shiny suits.
0: <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> All right, we'll be back in a moment.
1: Did you know that fremantle has its very own art house cinema you'll find luna on essex midway along essex street in the heart of fremantle screening an incredible variety of niche foreign language and quality mainstream films in comfortable and intimate surrounds it feels more like your own home movie theater rather than a cinema catch up with friends for a pre-show drink in the fully licensed alfresco area or enjoy a glass of wine and a cheese platter during the movie Check out What's On, along with details of forthcoming films, festivals and added value events at lunapalace.com.au.
0: So, uh, unfortunately, I haven't had a chance to watch any films this week. Uh, obviously, I have talked about a couple of shows that I have watched in the last week, but also there's a new, se- a new series of Nailed It, uh, which I'm a big fan of. We As soon as there's a new season... Um, we all sit down as a family. And there's not many things we can sit down as a family and watch together, but Nailed It is is one of them. So Bryce was super excited there was a new season. Um, it's a Halloween season. I, don't, I think there's maybe only four episodes. Um, but uh, the first episode, they're tying in... Holy, uh, Halloween and Netflix created shows. Oh. So the first episode is a Cobra Kai episode. Oh nice. So they've got um
1: I love Cobra Kai. Have you watched Cobra yes, Kai? Yes, I know yeah. you
0: just go on and on. Yep. Is this is it appropriate to watch with Bryce?
1: What Cobra Kai? Yeah. Uh yeah, I don't see why not. It's just okay. it's just. Crying. I mean, there are fights, obviously, and there is a little bit of blood, but.
0: Ah uh, well, you know he's watched Jurassic Park now, finally, mm-hmm. and he's watched Jurassic World, but uh, when he does ask to watch Jurassic, it he chooses the first Jurassic. Right. Um. So it, it's funny. Side note. Sorry. Just a segue back to the other thing in a minute. Um. So he watched. Jurassic Park and then a few days after that or a week after that we watch Jurassic World with, you know, Owen, uh, whatever, whatever his name is in real life, Chris Pratt, yeah. but his character's name is Owen. Oh. And so, you know, those two older kids, they they find all of the, the old Jeeps and all the machines and everything from um, the first Jurassic mm. Park um, and oh, what is his name? Anyway... Um, I'm explaining, oh, that's all the old stuff. And he goes, oh, does that mean um, Mr. Archer's arm is going to be there as well? Arnold, Arnold. I think does that understand- mean Mr. Arnold's arm is going to be there as well? I think
1: you told us that last week.
0: No, I think I sent it in a text. Did
1: you see it in a text? Okay. Cool. Maybe I sent it. Maybe I said it as well.
0: Anyway, <laughs> doesn't matter. Don't have a good working memory. It's all good. It was very funny. Now I have to backtrack and try and figure out what I was talking about. Yes, Cobra Bl- Kai. I uh, away. Blown away? No, watched all of them. Nailed yeah. it. Nailed it, right? Um, oh wait, so
1: it's not. It's it's the cake one you're talking about. Mm-hmm. I thought you were talking about the the one where they they make uh, glass bowls and stuff. No,
0: right. Nailed okay. it with a terribly baked things. Yes. Yeah. So the Cobra Kai so episode so we watched you, so last so night. So
1: basically, you're introducing your um your son to to Schadenfreude.
0: What's that?
1: It's like the taking uh it, taking um uh what. Feeling good about other people's mistakes. Oh,
0: yes. Yeah. I mean, it's funny. <laughs> it is funny. And they had um, two actors from Cobra Kai on last night, one part of the judging team and one who was competing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they've got an Umbrella Academy episode um, and then two others which I've forgotten. But they're all like Netflix um. TV series that they've kind of pulled right. into the to the nailed It thing. So because nailed it's on Netflix. Yes,
1: I hope they do one on how to build a sex room. I think that'll be a um, great. Episode. Oh, look,
0: I don't because lots of kids watch it. Um, I don't think that they're going to do that. Um, it, it is very
1: popular for kids. So how to build a sex room? I know I know can't get enough of it. Uh,
0: I just don't think it's just don't think it's <laughs> going to be appropriate. Um, but so oh, The Witcher is the next episode, Umbrella Academy and then Slime Time, which must be some weird kids' show that it's like the floor is lava. I've got no interest in that one. But we will sit through it because it is funny and Nicole Byer is very funny. Um, And I watched the final episode of Ghosts, which is the, the British comedy. So they had three seasons on Stan, got rid of Stan. Final season, season four, is on ABC iview. So I watched... Four seasons in less than a week.
1: So you just, Devastated <laughs> it was ended. It was a damn shame you didn't see four seasons in one day.
0: <laughs> Thank you very much, Neil, <laughs> um, whose name I forget. Finn. Thank you very much. Um, it, every time you said Black Adam in the last segment, I just kept thinking Black Adder, like every time. Yeah. I just wanted to say Black Adder instead of Black Adam.
1: It's very close. It's inter- it's interesting in the in the film, like uh, um, they, yeah, because most of the film they'll they'll refer to him as Teth Adam, right? Because that's an, the name of the guy. Um, but uh, yeah, they don't the the superhero name is is interesting. Like I don't know, if, uh, it just just they. Like, it's uh, do you think I'm, that the
0: there's a. Um, a reference they're making to Adam and Eve, so he's not the white Adam, he's the black Adam. Even though Probably like the first, the first people on black, Earth
1: I'd say more likely. were black. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm not, not, I don't know I don't know if that's the case I think it's uh, they just like they're looking for a cooler name like then mm. you know, Teth Adam it was always one of those things where I' say it's a str- strange name but yeah mm. but then like Black Adam and this guy in this like black suit with the the, um, the lightning bolt on his chest and like it looks really cool and the fact that he's evil and kills people as well because in the comics he's been like you know sometimes an antihero sometimes a hero but most of the time he's yeah kind of evil and <laughs> he likes to, to kill 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 pussycat kill he does exactly exactly it's mm. very true um, yeah but no, that uh, that baking show does sound very interesting
0: oh look at least i can't believe it's gone this long and you've not if you not watched any episodes
1: oh i might have seen a little bit of it but i just um, yeah it's I, hilarious i'm sorry
0: but maybe maybe it's not your thing but no. it's it's very funny um British Film Festival opened uh, yesterday uh, and it goes for about a month. We've talked about it on quite a few different episodes, so I won't go into a whole bunch of stuff. But they do have a 60 Years of Bond um, special, which uh, I'm sure will be interesting for all those people who are into James Bond. Uh, That would not be me. Um, But, you know... Good chance to see some of those those old films on, on the big screen, you know, like they've got Dr No playing tomorrow if you've got tomorrow off, you know. If you don't work on Fridays, it's something you could do. Uh, we're going to go see um, Mrs Harris Goes to Paris. We're seeing that on the weekend. Oh, excellent. That's good. So or oh, well, I will be seeing that yeah. on the weekend. Um, so I'll be talking about that next week. It is running um, through... The festival, but I believe it will be released uh, after the festival has finished. So there'll be if there's it's difficult with the um, the British Film Festival. A lot of the films we we normally would with film festivals can get screeners, um, but for the British Film Festival, because a lot of the films will probably end up being released, um, you know, later on down the track. They don't tend to have too many screeners, um, but. You know, there's a bunch of stuff there to to have a look at, and you know, good good stuff. If you are interested um, in in old films, I was talking about Bond, mm. uh, Luna and Leaderville, They've got their Monday doubles this this Monday on the 24th. They've got Rebel Without a Cause, great film, and Bonnie and Clyde back nice. to back. So good good couple of movies, and I think the the week after is. Halloween, I don't have it in front of me, but my memory tells me they've got The Exorcist and The Poltergeist. So, um, or Poltergeist. I don't think it's The Poltergeist. But anyway, great chance to see it on the big screen. Yeah. It's only 15 bucks and see two movies. It's a good, good deal.
1: I just, I've been uh, falling down a rabbit hole of um, uh, Black Adam over here. Oh, no. Um, and I just was reading some, uh, um, uh, some of the... Uh, um, what do they call it trivia about, oh, right, the, yes. about the film? Um, and apparently one of the uh, scripts had this character called Eclipso being uh, the main villain of the film. And that would have been really cool because this character uh, takes over people's bodies and uh, he's got this sort of black diamond and that's where he uses to take over people's bodies. So he could have literally taken over any superhero and been the bad person in the film and that would have been awesome, but uh, they didn't do that.
0: Um, does Calypso wear like a, I don't know, a hat of fruit e- or something? Eclipse. Oh, Eclipse. Eclipse. oh, right, okay. Not
1: a Calypso. He's not he's not like a, a lolly that you, you squeeze out of the, the, the tube, no. A Calypso. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Does that mean we now have to go and buy a Calypso? Because the last time we talked about an ice cream on air, um, I think it was the Splice. Yeah. And then I needed to go and buy
1: one. Well, I, I've I've had them recently uh, oh, I because have, they they, uh, they. I don't um, think I've ever had a calypso in my whole life. Really? Really? Yeah. They they introduced um, Star Wars ones last year, and I think one was like blueberry flavour, and the other was uh, watermelon flavour. Um, watermelon? No, thank you. It was good. I love. Watermelon's awesome.
0: Oh, I love watermelon. Watermelon flavoured stuff? No, that's the same as like bananas. Love them. Banana flavoured? No. Grapes, yes. Grape flavored, no. Would well, you know cherries? That- yes.
1: Cherry flavored, no. Did you know that the uh, the banana flavor is uh, based on a banana that uh, it does still exist, but is not the the, the dominant banana that we eat because the 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 dominant banana that we eat is that um, uh, is it Cavisham or uh, something like that, but the original banana flavour was based on this one called um, Ugly Michelle. <laughs> what? I think I think it was. I, it was the, I mean, uh, that's rude. Yeah, yeah. Uh, um, so yeah, and so that banana—that's why, if you eat a banana and you eat a banana lolly, they don't taste the same, right? It's because it's based on a banana that we no longer eat.
0: It's probably a reason we don't eat it anymore because it was called Ugly Michelle. Poor Michelle. Could you imagine some farmers like, you know, he's got five daughters and he's like, I'm gonna name this one after Michelle. My no, no, daughter sorry. Michelle
1: that I don't talk about because no, she's ugly. No, no, not ugly. Gross Michelle. <laughs> yeah. That's
0: some I don't I think that's worse. Yeah. Why would
1: you name a banana gross? Well it's it's gross, G R O S. Not So S-S. large. It's G R O S. Large Michelle. Yeah. yeah. So that was the <laughs> that,
0: So that's just even more offensive. Yes. If you're not only ugly, but you're fat.
1: So, Gross Michelle banana was the main banana oh, no. variety up until 1950. And then there was apparently some sort of uh, disease that got into it oh. and, and killed it off. Gross. And so, that's why we've uh, gone to the, uh, the, the current version of the banana uh, that, that we all eat, which is not the Gross Michelle.
0: There you go. So, I bet on the show you tuned into today, uh, you were hoping to learn all about movies and you also learnt about bananas. Gross Michelle. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we will be back next week. If you're listening live, stay tuned um, for Quizzy Cavendish. Cavendish. Yes, it sounds like a king.
1: Yeah, Cavendish banana.
0: Yes, yes, the sounds Duke bit, of Cavendish. Sounds a bit
1: nicer than Gross Michelle?
0: <laughs> <laughs> I would rather eat a Cavendish than a Gross Michelle. <laughs> it just does not sound tasty. I
1: don't I, know. It's gonna, it's gonna be one of my life's ambitions is to eat a Gross Michelle. <laughs> so that's, uh, that's going to happen. It's going to have one day. I'm going to go. There's obviously a country in the world where they still exist. I'm going to get my hands on one.
0: Got to get your hands on a gross Michelle. Yeah. I'm have a chat to your wife anyway. Um, <laughs> we're going to go. Um, join us on the, online and, and share us and do all those things. We'll catch you later, guys. Bye.
1: This podcast has been brought to you by the
0: gentlemen of Pop Culture.